All right. I don't know that we have enough here, Jay. So if Shelly doesn't show up, why don't you talk about IFTT? T. And I'll talk about HD. If Shelly doesn't show up. Handshakes. What is it? I don't even... I, I mean, what is it? What is I have think these guys would have a clue if was their guests were going to be here. Or well, not. that's right. There's an extra T now. Well, I mean, really, you would. We could probably go for about twenty. We could probably high definition media interface. So that that's what that means. Okay. Wait. We we could probably kill about twenty minutes on the new Polaris update. I mean, there's a lot of wasting my time. Features in that, and yeah, and there was a Braille note update. Yeah, that's other clearly not a Braille note update. Yeah, then we spend the rest of our time talking to Sharky. It's a touch plus. Touch plus update. That, oh, there's plenty of news. But if Shelly shows up... Right, I got better things to do. I now. really hope Shelly shows up. Yeah, me too. Release that much news. Hey, let me in! Oh, you're kidding. Oh, she was here the whole time? You guys, I'm ready to talk oh. about Applesauce. Fine. She was here fine. the whole time? No, I walked in the studio and talked about Apple Come on, hang on. I'm off the door. These idiots. We have been away a long time. Did you change the locks? I hate when he does that. Yes, I did. It's rude. Just because I didn't show up to NFB and just because I didn't show up. Well, I did show up to CSUN. But there are all sorts of other things. I mean, you were there. Nobody else was. No, I didn't show up. Oh, I thought you guys all went to Houston because I didn't show up. Oh, I thought that was what it was. Well, anyway, here I am. I'm ready to talk. Talk about Apple stuff. Y'all love Apple stuff. So let's talk about, because Apple stuff is the greatest stuff. Yes, the greatest generation of stuff. Let's just keep saying Apple a few more times. Because that guys, I'm going to hit the button now. How we get paid? <laughs> Say yeah. Apple many, guys, many times. Yeah. It is a very popular show for some reason. I don't guys, understand, but we'll see. I'm going to start the music. We're I not going to talk about iPhone. Now. You're going to be able to um, Here we go. listen to this particular podcast. She, she listens to it on several devices. That's how <laughs> I think I finally... Uh, if we... <laughs> I think I finally have my G- gold master, golden master. I can never remember which it is. <laughs> I think I have it. Maybe. GMGD. It's all the yeah, same. Something. <laughs> and so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what Apple did discuss. iPhones will probably be in October. So, hey, everybody, we get to do this again. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about what Apple did discuss. This is an Apple wrap-up show, everyone. Hi, I'm Joe Steinkamp. And over there, that's my friend JJ. Hey, JJ. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I do have an iPhone, and I have even run the update. Uh, so we're, we're good, I think. And uh, we can kill an hour talking about uh, Apple Pencil or whatever the heck. It's <laughs> uh, my favorite Perfectly of all the Apple products. fit behind your ear. <laughs> That's correct. It has been meticulously weighted, and so it won't slide forward or slide off your ear. That's what Apple Pencil does. It is amazing and the fantastic. Apple and that other Pencil voice here is a fashion accessory designed to perfectly accentuate your tailored outfits. You might notice that uh, Shelly Brisbane is wearing a black turtleneck t-shirt and sitting in a white studio room. Or at least imagine that that's what she is doing. Uh, while we talk about Apple. Hey, no Johnny Ive. I guess we really don't no. have to do that anymore. The clean room is gone. No oh, clean room. so weird. Just a lot of weird Apple Park backgrounds. So I have a, a, a thing I put behind me for everyone watching on the video feed. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to cover up my liquor cabinet with a, a sheet. That way you guys wouldn't see my, my real... Oh, we're still on audio? Oh, okay. I guess we haven't moved the video yet. Okay, I'm just preparing. What, what shows have you been doing? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been okay. doing a, a lot of video as well. I, I, I need a green screen, to not to hide my liquor cabinet, but the old cables in the box behind my desk. I guess I could just drink it all. 
Then I won't have to hide it. Drink it or invite well, us over. Dur- wait, oh during, wait. Can we join during your this COVID show? You bubble? actually could do a drinking yeah. game, yeah. or at least some people have told us in the past that they would like to do mm. so. Uh, there are several products that were mentioned. Again, none of them being iPhone. Which one shall we tackle first? It's, we got the most feedback uh, on Twitter about the watch, and a few people talking about wanting to upgrade to Watch Six. But actually, you have two choices, eh? You can upgrade to the new Apple Watch version six. And stop me if I get things wrong, because I am terrible at these trying to separate these things. Or our favorite letters in the world. SE. SE. So we have Apple Watch 6, but we have Apple Watch Software version 7. So don't be confused. The 6 is still the hardware. It's amazing that they've already gotten to 6. It doesn't feel like the Apple Watch has been around that long, but sure enough, we are already... 25 or 6 to 4. When did the first first one come out? It was 2015 or 2016, so maybe, I don't know. Somehow they got more than a series a year going there. The first series they came out was Series 0, which was sort of hilarious. Anyway, Series 6, yes, we have new Apple Watches, faster processors, but mostly what they talked about was the blood oxygenation reading feature, which is really swell, but and and then there are visual differences like cases and stuff like that. But I, you know, I, I don't know whether new colors, graphite, uh, that that too, colors, anodized aluminum. You can get a red one. I'm thinking about that. And the SE is sort of a series three and a half, maybe four and a half. I guess yeah, because yeah, it, it said it was. We you know, voted series four off the island, so we needed somewhere for everybody well, to land but, in the cheaper version. But the way they explained it it has most of the features of the series four and it's faster than the series three so it is but the same display all the time like series five yeah and all of them have the same physical sizes you still have the 40 and the 44 millimeters and the series three lives on for some reason so they can have a sub 200 dollar model which is interesting one ninety nine, yep. and this yeah, the series six, as we said, we we uh, you know they they got rid of the high end ceramic versions, but now you have these colorful. There's like five colors. Apparently, the blue is quite attractive. As I say, red, graphite, silver. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm getting so series three is one ninety nine, and the series six is closer to what is it. Three seventy nine, three ninety nine, three ninety nine, uh, and then four twenty nine on the higher, uh, larger one. Well, and no, of course, you still have the cellular option. Yeah, what's interesting about that is that normally the difference between the and this is my area of nerdistry. Like I like the the grid, uh, but so so normally the difference between the GPS only and the cellular version of these Apple Watches is approaching a hundred dollars. But in this right. case. It's three ninety nine versus four twenty nine, and this is for the smallest watch with ba- most basic materials. But we really want to get you into a cellular version today, just thirty dollars more. And there's a reason for that because they have a service that they would like to sell you in addition. But three ninety nine, for- so those prices are, and then the SE is two seventy nine to start. So yeah, you have a nice range. I can range differentiate of- between. I can, about this. I, can, I can differentiate between new and old. I don't understand. Who's going to buy, like, who buys the SC? Who buys the 199 one? Are they just trying to clear out some of these older Enterprise. ones? <laughs> Enterprise. <laughs> Enterprise watches. You're not Enterprise. wrong. Well, they, Enterprise. And they no, are. No, 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 no. They are. They're trying to get into health. They would like this to be your bracelet in a hospital. They would like to have this for monitoring people in warehouses. They want to make this incredibly attractive for mass purchase. 
And that's why you still have series three, or that's why you still have SE out there. Or if you're a parent and you don't want to spend $400 per watch and you have a young one that you would like to still have all the benefits of having a watch, 279 isn't so bad. Or if you have a relative that doesn't need all the fanciness of the series six, 279 is a really attractive offer. And in fact, that's kind of the way that I read this whole event. When we get to other devices, there seemed to be a designation this year for a change where Apple's explaining why there's this boutique high end model. And here's this other thing that you could say that you have a pair of white ear pods to say that you own an Apple product, this real cheap one over here. It seems cheap, but like Shelly said just a moment ago, they want you in the tent and this is what they got to do to get it. All right, come on in. Here it is. We got discount fare matinee between four and six. Come on in. One of the things they mentioned, and I've heard this before, is that an insurer, I think it was in Sweden, has basically provided incentives to people if they buy Apple Watches and use it for, or they give you an Apple Watch as, as part of your incentive to complete the health rings. And I know of some people who have been offered that kind of incentive from their employer's insurance company. So yeah, whether it's, we think of enterprise in terms of giving it to workers for their jobs, but it's more about giving them to people based on trying to monitor their health. And that's where the 199 comes in. Now, the interesting thing about the SE versus the six is that as we should talk about, there's this new family setup feature for the Apple Watch that works with both the SE and the 6. So the SE has all of the features that are required for this family setup thing to work, but it's considerably cheaper. So that's the watch they'd probably like your kid to have, even if it's $279 versus the Series 3 that doesn't have all of those features and doesn't work with family setup for $199. And what she's talking about family setup means you don't even have to have an iPhone. So you might not want to buy your young kid an iPhone, but if you are, well, let's be frank, a family that can afford doing something like this and outfitting your kids or grandparents with Apple watches, there's ways to uh, track them and do other things, you know, kind of keep an eye on them without having to deal with the whole connection of the iPhone. At least that's the way I'm understanding yep. it. And you have to have a cellular version of the watch. So again, there's the only the $30 difference between the Model 6 Basic and the cellular version. Of course, you're going to have to buy a cellular plan. This is not a cheap proposition, but the fact that you don't have to have a phone for the, the use case for older people is fascinating because... An older person who might want the fall detection, but who might not want to fiddle with an iPhone configuring an Apple Watch, or who may just like the idea of the watch is a watch. It's all it does is it's it's a watch. Maybe I can use it for 911. I can use it for fall detection. And that watch can be configured by somebody who has an iPhone and who's watch savvy. That doesn't cost you extra. What costs you extra is buying that cellular plan, which could be 10 or 15 bucks a month. And they said that interesting thing. They said, well, you get your own phone number. So I don't have a an iPhone, but I have, you know, a watch with a phone number and it allows you to, for kiddos, track them and it'll notify you when the kid has arrived at a location you choose and that sort of thing. And I heard some skepticism about this feature. And I think the, the most valid point people have is that's kind of pricey. And what kid are you going to give a watch and not give a phone to? And I said on a podcast earlier today, I feel like there's a window and again, for people who can afford it, there's a window before you want your kid to have a phone, but after they start leaving the house independently and you want to be able to know where they're at. And I don't know how big that window is going to be for sales, but I think it's a smart 
thing for them to do. And just to, to tag on to what Joe was saying earlier, I think there is a way in which this event really was about value and about saying, here is a product that is expensive, but he, it's, it's Apple-y, it's expensive, but here are ways that we're giving you more value and functionality, not in terms of like raw features, but just in terms of ways you can use it and integrate it into your life that might be a better case for somebody who's like, oh, those iPhones, those are super expensive. Those watches are super expensive. Well, here's a new way that you haven't thought of using it that might be helpful to you. Yeah, I thought it was smart. There was a lot of common language, right? Not the, I mean, there was a lot of nerds talking numbers. It was like a D&D critical role episode filmed with lots of production value. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of numbers thrown around, but there was a lot of common language on breaking it down into two minute bites of why they thought that this worked for you and a little bit of recognition about what watch is, what it's become. They mentioned a lot of health studies, a lot of partnerships that they're working with. Uh, they mentioned how this would work even for monitoring things like COVID and the possibility of, of catching it ahead of time. And of course that's, you know, studies are working towards that, but it was neat how they approached it as opposed to some of the ways in the past when they've had a live event. And let me state as high production value and super glossy as this was like a giant infomercial. I still prefer this to Apple park live events. It's more snappy. You don't have room mic noise as you would in a, in a crowd. Uh, you don't have incessant clapping from three rows of people that they personally invited or Apple employees. So they made sure that they have clapping people when the camera flashes on them. This is really tight and they get their points across. It was also audio described. So if you want to go back and watch this presentation, it was described and streamed with audio description, which was really nice. That was cool. Yeah, this is the first time they've done that. They've done it live before. Yeah. I've been in these presentations where they give you a wireless headset and they've audio described it. And it's interesting because in the same way that those live events are sort of charming and a little quirky, the audio description is as well. This was professional audio description, probably done by a dude who has worked for Netflix before. I mean, and it's just to hear the uh, description, you know, even like when those big feature cards came up, they rattled them off like you wouldn't try to squeeze it in a certain amount of, of space. It was really cool because you kind of think, oh, why would we need audio description for an event? But you know, more silent 60 second video tracks. Like, you know, there were fewer slides. I mean, so there were a few things that didn't get audio described, notably the prices. Like, there were a few screens where they had lists of comparable prices and I was, and they didn't describe them. By the same token, there were fewer slides with bullet points and they didn't waste the time that they usually do in live events telling you as much about sales. They did mention a couple things about how many iPads they'd sold, but sometimes that sales talk at the beginning is just interminable. But they had 10 years to celebrate iPad. I I forgave that one this time, you know, because they had to talk about uh, what it was like to ship the first iPad. Yeah, I mean, time flies. Historical contents, you know, works for me. It was, no, I mean, one thing that COVID has done just unintentionally is these last two Apple events that have been more of an infomercial format than, you know, the live format. I like them. I've really enjoyed them. This one was just an hour. So it really did fly and it didn't feel like I was wasting my entire afternoon and trying to get 10 minutes of content out of it. I actually enjoyed watching this event, even though I'm not an Apple fanboy, I'm not going to buy anything in the presentation. I still got a lot out of it. And they had videos, but there weren't as many of them. And the videos by themselves don't take up enormous amounts of the event. But if you made a pie chart of what events consist of, videos would be a noticeable point. And of course, it doesn't hurt that my very favorite 
Apple commercial video of all time was today the watch video where they're basically like, someday in a world, there will be a thing that tracks your sleep. And then they go, uh, yeah, Apple Watch already does that. And it's just what's great about that video is that they're making kind of making fun of themselves and they're sort of super serious approach that Apple itself has. And they're taking that and they're making a video out of it. So one way to look at it is Apple is like, yeah, we're still Apple. You can't do anything about that. And the other way to look at it is they have a sense of humor about it. And it's not that cringy humor that Apple often has because cringy humor comes from being too serious and not knowing how to make a joke. And so this video worked for me. Yeah, some people said online that you could feel like Johnny Ives was no longer in the building. I don't know if I could go that far because Apple marketing is pretty strict and has a definite arrow to shoot at times. But it did feel like it was more on message with why you need to watch. And if you need to upgrade, because now we're talking about people who've had this thing for four, five, six years, why you want to consider on moving away from the one you had for these features. And I thought that was really compelling as well. They also bundled in some services. Let's get this out of the way just to move along because <laughs> it ties really well into the watch. I jokingly said you spent more money for Netflix, leaving this on your coffee table and getting DVDs with dust. But Apple announced services, a lot of services, including bundles, but they announced a fitness service. Yes. Apple Sherlock Peladin announcing that they're going to have a kind of coordinated exercise plan that you can subscribe to monthly and get workouts and even have Apple TV integration. So you could actually see things up on the screen, choose things. It could work with your watch in tandem. Some really interesting stuff here. Apple fitness is by itself, $9.99 a month. And again, jokingly, I've spent more on Netflix. Apple one bundling services. There's an introductory tier that comes in at $14.95. It combines Apple Arcade, Apple TV Plus, Apple News Plus, and that doesn't necessarily have uh, everything that you're looking for. 50 gigs of iCloud, I think, as well, right? I want 50 GB of iCloud storage. You know, we've joked about 99 cents and all of that a month. Well, that's there too. There's also an additional one, so you can actually bring that out to the family for $19.95. So if you have a family and you share apps with your family, uh, you want to have that. Did anybody catch whether this is 50 gigs per user or is that a shared family of 50 gigs? Not sure. Let me, let me back up a little bit. The individual plan actually includes Apple Music, Apple Arcade, the iCloud, and Apple TV Plus. So you don't get News Plus in the basic tier. Doesn't it? You don't have news. You can in that tell one? how okay. confusing these things are already. <laughs> right, right, and that's. I think that's the interesting thing. I, I mean, I almost think what they should do is say, "Here's five services. Pick two or pick three or something like that." Oh, because right, because the way it makes because sense, that brings Premiere for the newsstand, right? That's twenty nine dollars a month. That's right. The the mid one is for family. You get the same stuff. The Premiere one has. Uh, news plus and and fitness news as well. And fitness. So oh, the way to think about it though is if it's fifteen bucks for an individual membership, the way to think about it is if you have an Apple service that you already love, just one, whether it's music or Apple TV Plus or whatever, and then you kind of like another one, it makes sense. If you like two a lot, it makes a lot of sense. It's actually a pretty aggressively priced thing. And I, you could argue that they kind of have to do that because Apple TV Plus is still finding its legs. Apple Arcade, probably the same thing. Apple Music is the mature service of the bunch, but they've 
like I say, I, I can see them changing pricing around and figuring out a way to let people pick from among the four or five things that they offer. Well, not to make this more confusing, is this different than the one that they announced prior to this, which had Showtime and CBS All Access? Well, yeah, those are separate. I mean, you buy Apple TV Plus is just access to their service, and you physically get access to Showtime and CBS All Access through the Apple TV Plus app, but you have to buy it separately. Right. Oh. Right, but they also bundled those three as a service too. I'm just standing back until we have. Uh, okay, we figured out. So, the, so the, okay, <laughs> just to quick answer to the question about the iCloud is 50 gigs in the individual plan. It's 200 gigs in the family plan. Right. Okay. Family plan. Okay. So let, cool. me, let me let me just dissect this for a second, though. Hold on. I'm glad Shelly can review those tables really quickly because that's all in table four. Oh, but hold up, though. Like this is we're you're getting arcade which doesn't help us at all right are there any accessible games in arcade no no probably not let's assume not not until we're proven wrong right apple apple tv plus is the i mean it's really they had a few shows and first for one anyone who bought an iphone in the past year has it for free at the moment already correct on top of that the catalog of apple tv plus is awful compared to anything else and i don't think like who's actually going to be paying for apple tv plus you know after the first year there, i mean there'll be some people of course but you know, okay so you have 50 gigs of icloud you have i don't I, where's the 15 dollars of value in which this? if you take photos re- really helps because i'm spending 99 cents a month right now great so just buy more icloud so music is I believe it's Music $10, $10 a month right now. Music is 10 If you want, as I say, if you want Arcade or iCloud or TV Plus, if you want one of those things, not all three of them, and that you're, you're, you're right to point out that for somebody who can't use Apple Arcade, it might not be that good mm-hmm. a deal. But I right. think in terms of if the services that they provide in that bundle are interesting to you, it's a fair price for them, if that makes sense. Maybe. It is if you have a family... Yeah, I mean, if you're doing music plus right. iCloud, if you have kids, sure. Then, then fifteen to nineteen for the family is not a bad thing. Right? I want to trade out arcade for News Plus because I'm not going to pay for News Plus by itself. But especially since they have audio stories, I'd probably get back into it. And I canceled Apple Music because it's like, look, I you know how many streaming services does a person need? And I, that for me, the the way I would want to arrange my bundle was give me News Plus music, probably enhanced iCloud storage because I've got all these iPads that I got to back up, you know. So I pick I three would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, and who saw Apple reviving what was uh, what was it? Umamo, Unano, Uma, the the service that read all the articles years ago that went under, and now Apple's doing it. That's really funny that it'll read you Apple news stories. I don't know the thirty dollars. You know, because you throw in the nine ninety nine for the fitness, and then all the other things that Shelly was talking about. I guess that works. I guess that that fits. But I don't know. It's an interesting concept. It takes what they have, it puts it all together, which is what Wall Street, which is what some pundits said. I'm still stuck on this though. It like if you're buying if you're buying Apple Music for nine ninety five and you get fifty gigs of iCloud, you're at ten ninety five. Why would you? What are you spending four bucks more a month for? For arcade, I mean, Apple is counting on people not doing math. Apple TV Plus, if you if you want that, like I say, I, yeah. I think you have to really want more than one of these things, yeah, pretty badly. Yeah. And the system is set up in such a way that I think that the pricing model will stay the same, but the contents of it will become fungible. It makes sense right now that they would sell fitness separately because that's a service it's that new. has 
a market that I think that they can grab at. Breakout. I mean, there are a lot of people who don't have existing right. fitness services, even though fitness services are a thing that exists. Most people who want it have a streaming service, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify, so you're having to tear them away from something. So fitness is a perfect way to bring them in. And then you say, hey, Apple has this other cool stuff. Maybe you'd like to try it. I think it's weird that it's only in the $30 bundle, but that's probably because they want you to buy your subscription separately. It's the it's a dangling carrot to get you to upgrade yeah. to the highest one. That's I guess yeah. and licensing deals because the news deal was a big fight with publishers and that probably has specific contracts about bundling. It's hard to say, right? Because there could be some legalese going on behind everything else. Yeah, I think Apple's paying news for is very opaque content on TV Plus. Yeah. So that's available if you're, uh, they didn't announce anything about what Jay talked about a moment ago with the extending out the one year if you buy a new product thing. Uh, I believe that's still going. There hasn't been anybody saying anything about that, but that's your first device. So if you buy a new device this year and you already had the one year, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it can't you're, tag you're, you're on done. to it. One thing that they're not uh, including uh, with the watch before we move away from the watch is a uh, USB charging brick block, whatever you want to call it, under the guise of environmental friendliness or perhaps just saving a few <laughs> bucks. Um, yeah, because if you buy the $800 one, it still comes with it, by the way. I guess they, they guess the rich people don't care about the environment. Um, but this is also going to probably be a thing for new iPhones. If you've grown up with Apple or you've been with it for a while, that's not going to be a problem. You have a million of these things uh, sitting around and the wireless uh, charging piece will still be there. But this seems like a interesting, like, what do these things really cost them to produce? A buck or two or three? It's hilarious that they made it a feature. I mean, it, they're, they're removing something from the box and they've made it a feature. It's like, really? Yeah, I got two letters for you guys. It's E and U, the universal charging yep. rules that were going into effect were starting to impact and Apple kind of said, okay, well, here's the deal. We're not going to make a universal charger. We're just going to take it out of the box and you choose whatever charger you want. And then we'll throw a fit about you using a third party charger. But the point being is that it won't come in the box. And if you want to buy one from us, oh sure, we got one, but it won't be a universal charger. And that's what they were running up against in the EU. And Android phones are pretty good about that because most of that is uh, USB-C or micro USB and is pretty ubiquitous, but that was not something that Apple wanted to bring along. Ironically, the new iPad announced today is using USB-C, but, <laughs> hey, but that doesn't you know. have anything to do with the charger brick. No, I mean the charger brick, like, first of all, those charger bricks are terrible. I mean, all of those little one amp charger bricks and you can buy them for a dollar at Walgreens pretty much. They're terrible. And they are. I, th the only caveat for people is that if I do buy the $800 watch or the $700 watch or whatever, and I get it home and there's no way to charge it, I'm going to be pretty annoyed. And I'm sure Apple will happily sell you one at an inflated price. That's not the issue. But I hope that they also are smart enough to tell their associates in the store that they need to let people know that. Let's walk over to the accessory aisle and choose a charger for you today. Here's an Apple yeah, branded I, white I charger here for nine ninety nine when they literally are $2 at Walgreens. And I bought uh, boost up charging pads and stuff at the Apple store. Uh, I got one for Ricky for Christmas not too long ago. Wrote an article about it on Blind Bargains if you look for boost up. There are options out there. And I think that's okay too. You know, it's also throwing a bone to your third party vendors uh, to, to let them have a shot at the customer, which, you know, from a retail standpoint, that makes a lot of Joe, sense. You, you don't realize how well you just set me up as before we get into iPhones or iPads. I mean, for a little AT guys break, 
Since I didn't write any show notes or a show plan, yes, I am absolutely shocked. No, you. this was the perfect, because the newest thing that we just added to the AT Guys website is look at this as a little travel charger. So it has a three-foot cable, and on the end of it, there are three fast-charge USB ports, and on either side, there are regular AC outlets. It's about four, four and a half inches long, and probably an inch thick and two inches wide. So it'd be a great thing that you could throw in a suitcase when we're traveling more again, or just kind of plug it into the wall and set it on your desk. It's about a three, three and a half foot cable. And it has a lot of the fast charging standards and it's very light, but it's built well. It's a metal construction and made by Pluggable, who also makes the uh, folding Bluetooth keyboards that we have. So there you go. Brand new from AT Guys, $29.95. So you could go that route. And thanks for the setup, Joe. ATGuys.com. Not a problem. You, you didn't wish, even know what you were doing. I, wish I, and I wasn't even trying, but that, that was... <laughs> didn't even know. No. That's most of my 10 years of podcasting. No clue. Will that be in the swag bag after the show? When I go back to the yeah, green yeah, yeah. room for wine and cheese, there will be <laughs> yeah, one of those yeah, in yeah, there? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get that right out to you. The Taco Bell wine, you got it. That, that's uh, <laughs> it's a future last word. No, I'm not kidding. Go back to my Twitter feed. That's a thing. I'm still working on all my burritos from AI Squared. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh man you know i actually someone in a meeting actually mentioned uh that it was uh what was it algorithm implementations and i had to think for a minute oh ai squared i've totally forgot what that stood for oh man i'm out of practice i am looking forward though into practicing my new touch id gesture while casually leaning back with a new ipad air the fourth generation or who knows how many generations now of iPad have gotten some updates. Uh, and when I say, I don't know, I really do. The iPad eighth generation got itself a little bit of a bump on the specs, but the iPad air four and I have an iPad air two and I gave an iPad air original to my mom. This one actually made me kind of look at it and go, Hey, I might need this, but here's where I'm going to lean on Shelly for that lovely spec chart she's been looking at. And I know she's probably already explained this. Shelly, so much was said today about why so many iPads and what is the difference between iPad and Air and Pro and should I care? The general answer I have for most people when they ask me on Twitter was, no, you really should care. Choose the one that best fits your needs and your price range. Where do you come down on this? We have so many doggone iPads. Well, there's, uh, I think the updates were a good thing. There's four lines now, and we didn't talk about the iPad Mini because Apple didn't talk about the iPad Mini. So let's leave that aside no. for the moment. <laughs> they said full-sized iPads. Right, full size. I, I caught that line. Right, right. Somebody, somebody wanted to make a sort of a conspiracy theory out of that. But in any case, so yeah, we have three lines. We have the iPad 8th generation. We have the new iPad Air. I don't know if it's a four. If, I don't know what it is. They didn't give it a number. And then we have the iPad Pro, which didn't get updated today. No. The interesting thing about the iPad line is that usually when there are these product lines, there's kind of a weird overlap where it's hard for you to decide what you want to buy based on the price point because there's like, oh, well, that thing is the same as the higher one if I get more storage or less storage or whatever. But there's literally no overlap in the price points of the iPad, iPad Air, and iPad Pro models, which is sort of fascinating. So we got today the iPad 8th generation, which is basically just a little bit of a bump up. Uh, the iPad Air actually got yeah, a substantial the processor bump up. The iPad Air is the first to use the A14 Bionic, 
which to put it in before the phones to put it in compare content right they're using the a13 the the pro 11s to put it in content the ipad pros use the a12z which is sounds like an older processor but it's got a beefier gpu and it's better for graphics and that sort of stuff but the ipad air the 14 is clearly the next generation of processor and the air the middle of the line is the first one to get it and it's a pretty compelling device if you're number one in need of an iPad and number two, maybe you want to do something a little more than consume. I think the iPad eighth generation, like its predecessor, which I just bought a few months ago, thanks Apple, is great as a consumption machine. But you, though the, the operating systems are the same, I think if you're actually trying to do work on an iPad, you will feel the difference between an iPad seventh or eighth generation, both in terms of performance and just sort of physical build and that sort of thing, and the iPad Air. The iPad Air is a nice mid-price machine. By the same token, the iPad Pro, which will probably get an update, they, they updated it earlier this year, which is kind of weird because my instinct would be that they would update it in October yeah. when they do the phones. But I don't know. It's kind of weird. Anyway, that, that machine is really for in, important work, like, you know, that involves video and audio and pictures and things like that laptop replacement yeah but more more not not even just a laptop replacement but a production device right and you can use an ipad pro to type on but it's super overkill the ipad air is is completely adequate and especially with this processor upgrade it's a really good choice for somebody who maybe writes words or does office type tasks and the screen is bigger it's a 10.9 inch which is about equivalent to the 11 inch iPad Pro it has the same physical design as the 11 as the iPad Pro with the sort of uh, rounded corners and squared off edges and um what else can i say about it 250 up to 256 well you got stereo and landscape and stereo and landscape not the quad speakers that the pro does yep up to 256 gives sto- nope. storage right. it has the same camera it's interesting because it said it had the same camera as the iPad Pro but apparently the iPad Pro has a multi-camera system. It's a it's a weird right. That still has the lidar. Yes, that's that's so the why pro it still different. has the the it's big the twelve point nine has the lidar. Yeah, it's the same camera as the big iPad, but it doesn't have the lidar. And you're talking about five ninety nine to get yourself into an iPad Air. So almost double the price of the entry level. Now the eighth generation iPad, just regular iPad, are two three twenty nine. Yeah, but the entry-level iPad is the guy who comes to your house and asks you to sign on the bottom line for the work they've done. You know, that's, that well, is the the iPad that you don't want to spend a lot of money, but you need the portability yeah. of a tablet. and you The YouTube tablet for the kids is really iPad. what that is. Yeah, exactly. As I say, it's a fine consumption device for anybody. What's weird is, and, and you'll notice this if you use one, if you're actually tapping the screen a lot it has a sort of a weird feel it isn't as sort of smooth it doesn't feel like you're tapping one device whereas the ipad air is more like the ipad pro in the sense that it's just like even though you're tapping on glass that's glued on to metal it feels like you're tapping on one surface and getting things to happen so there's the i the seven the eighth generation ipad which i bought because i needed an ipad i could write about is adequate but it does not give you the feels that apple's products that other ipads do yeah. And again, I think we're back to enterprise and a workhorse. You see iPads in a lot of settings at restaurants, delivery individuals, like I said earlier, signing contracts. We've had work done on the house and, you know, they whip out an iPad and said, here, sign here. Uh, there's a lot of situations which uh, Microsoft is going in one direction to have the enterprise with the Surface. 
and Apple wants some of that surface money. So they're going after a better way to tell a company, look, do you want to buy a bunch of Lenovo cheap Android tablets and have a bunch of problems? Or, Hey, would you rather just have us, you know, we're Apple and just take it back to an Apple store and we'll take care of you. You know, that's where that early entry level iPad fits and it fits it well because you'll see it in so many places. So they've carved out a niche with that. I think the harder thing is, is like we're talking about Shelly, if you purchased one of these, you know, do you feel okay with the purchase? And in iPad, you know, you're going to turn over maybe every three to five years and that's stretching it. So for somebody like myself, who's gone a long time between iPads, I've left my iPad Air 2 back on 10.0 because there are 32-bit games, audio games that will go away if I move that up to iOS 13 or 14. So that iPad might as well be dead to me unless I'm going to play some of those old games. I'm looking for it and I'm in the situation where, okay, where do I go? As a low vision user, I really like the larger screen of the iPad, but now I'm not convinced that that's the way to go because I'm especially not going to stick a $279 keyboard onto it, especially when they're Bluetooth available. But that's what Apple wants because they really talked about the accessories to iPad today. I don't know. I mean, they talked about pencil support. I don't know that. And they, they mentioned the keyboards because, well, hey, they make them. Uh, and, and that's that's about laptop replacement. But I I feel it's interesting. As lo, the low vision part is interesting because I have to look over here. I believe that the low end iPad supports True Tone. But the, the iPad Air certainly does. Let me let me look and verify that because I have an old iPad Air 2 that I still use. 32-bit games are not a thing for me, so I did update. Love that machine. It's it's really one of the best iPads they ever made, which doesn't mean that there aren't solid continuing to be good light. iPads. But it's really solid and it yeah. feels good in your hands. And I think the reason I noticed my iPad 7th generation not feeling as great is because by comparison with the iPad Pro that I had, may it rest in peace, and the iPad Air 2 that I still have, it's just not as good feeling a machine in my hand. And you may want to, if you're interested, set up a time at Best Buy or your local retailer, or if you have an Apple store open and go and take a look at it, be safe, of course, but go and take a look at it and see if that speaks to you for that very same reason. Uh, because I think it's a big deal depending on what you're wanting to do, you know, looking at the use case, if it's like Shelly was talking about, Hey, I watch, you know, Netflix and iTunes and streaming movies. Maybe that doesn't really sing to you. Maybe you don't notice the difference between the the laminate that they use that helps with reflective surfaces and the like. Yeah, or the Air has a true maybe, tone as well as the laminated display, so it does make sense to look at it. The other thing maybe about you the, want it in green. Well, that's possible too. You do get colors. You get to get. <laughs> I get a silver one green or a is blue my favorite one. Color. Green is a nice color. So I'm looking at uh, the uh, a couple of the features, and we have you know listeners asking as well. Looking at some of the features of the iPads, and of course we didn't have an iPhone announcement this week. That's coming another show, as we talked about. But we wonder about some of the features and whether they're going to come over to the iPhone 12. One of them being the Touch ID on the power button, also perhaps USB C. Yeah, is this the year that we're moving away so. from Lightning, or do we have one more year to wait on that? Or is the only new feature we're going to get in the iPhone 12 that there'd be no charger? I don't have any basis on which to speculate. The fact that they added the new Touch ID thing to the iPad, and by the way, that makes my life miserable having to explain what different top buttons and home <laughs> buttons and side buttons do. Oh my God, the sentences I have to construct I to explain of you. that. 
It's the horrible. minute that they explained that it was a sapphire lens reading the home uh, the power button, and there was no home button, and edge to edge display, and on and on, and I thought, oh wow, Shelley gets to it's talk about terrifying. that in her book, customized book editions, right? And my get, yeah. What device do you have? <laughs> I'll spit out a book just for you, but I'm going to have to charge double for it. <laughs> no, I think I. It seems to me like if they would debut a Eye device touch detection I, book, I like. Do it. you like? that that they, Go they get would a just now i mean the only iphones that still have home buttons anyway are the se 2 right and so you could take away the home but i don't think and they the, would change the older ipads these these eighth generation have home button that was something that they mentioned right. yeah i know I, but i'm, I'm saying yeah. like you're talking about the top button as touch id for the new phones that doesn't really seem like that would be a thing that they would do but i would consider buying a new iphone and replacing my 8 Plus if Touch ID returns. I've said this on Twitter. I've said it on the show. I'm not moving until I see some form of Touch ID come back. And I'm sad that our current situation, due to the pandemic, is having Apple actually kind of, I don't want to say capitulate, but at least consider the concept that, hey, Touch ID wasn't necessarily a bad idea. Uh, we should bring that back. Now, mind you, they've gotten a whole bunch of under-the-glass patents over the last nine months. So there's a bunch more technology that Apple now owns that allows Touch ID to happen. Well, you, you make a good point as far as the whole Touch ID thing. How many blind and visually impaired people went to the SC 2020 when it came out in the spring because they saw that as the only option moving forward. For if you wanted a phone that had a Touch ID that was going to service you for the next three, four years, you know, people were moving, especially from sixes and sevens, you know, and they decided to go with that because it was pretty much the power of the eight. Well, are you going to be regretting your purchase if now an iPhone 12 does brings back Touch ID? <laughs> Google is allegedly bringing back fingerprint ID on the Pixel 5 coming out in a couple of weeks. That's a different show. So, you know, it oh, seems yes. like there's a bit of backtracking on Face ID. The squeezy phone and how st- Stupid an idea that was. I love oh, that. That's I a have a Pixel show. 4 upstairs. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. If I had bought an SE20, given the price difference, unless you're somebody who just bought an SE20 because you were super frustrated about the lack of Touch ID, which I'm sure there are people in that universe, but I think there the are. price difference is such that I would think you'd be, I don't know. I have to, I have to, it'd be interesting to see what listeners had to say because the power of that versus the 12 is going to be, you know, A14 chip versus what is the, the SE 2020 I was trying to get to that. I'm on that grid right now. I'll be with you in a moment. <laughs> All right. When what, let's, let's change that perspective just a little bit. Let's say touch ID and a better battery, because a lot of people aren't necessarily thrilled with the battery life on the SE 2020. Cause it's a smaller device. Correct. The SE 2020 has an A 13. Okay. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm not making the complaint generally. I'm, I'm making it in a situation where some people went to that device thinking that it was going to be a panacea and it wasn't. The S the SE third S S E thirty. That's an old Mac. The S E twenty twenty. That's the next show, right? Yeah. The S E twenty 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 has the same processor that the current iPhones have. It would seem logical that the new iPhones would have the A fourteen since they've already debuted in the iPad. So you'd look be looking at the S E twenty twenty a skosh behind, but not too far behind. You're not missing out much. Right. Yeah. And there's talks of a smaller iPhone coming. And I think that's the biggest part of this. 12, 14, 10, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're running, let's just, and I'm just saying this in a general sense, you're running Candy Crush, you're streaming Netflix, 
It's not a big deal that Apple spent a lot of time throwing out numbers that this is, you know, six times faster than a Chromebook or four times faster than a Windows laptop. Great. I'm not running any of those apps personally on this device. This is a different use case for me. So I kind of fall sideways on the whole idea when Apple starts saying how powerful their chips are, because I'm not using anything personally that would use all that raw power. Now, if I was using Adobe. That's about laptop comparison. That's about telling people that they'd right. be safe getting an iPad in place of a laptop. It doesn't have to do with a specific game app. It's just saying, hey, if you know what a Chromebook is or what a Surface does, the iPad falls in the same ballpark. Yeah, but I think the way that they arrow that, again, is is they aim it for the idea that this is more powerful, but it's not running one for one. You're not running the same types of apps or in the same environment. And that kind of always is, is it's, it's shadow and mirrors, right? It's, it's again saying that it is something that it is very powerful. Don't get me wrong. The iPad pro has faster memory than the iPad air. The, the, the chip is faster. The way that they're doing ML, their, their machine learning is faster. I don't know that that always translates down to the consumer. Sure. It makes you feel better that you spent that much more money on it. No, that's right. no, that's you, you no, 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 no. The iPad Pro has specific use cases that are about production apps. And I, I again, I don't even. I mean, every company that makes that puts a new chip in their device is going to compare it in some way, whether it's how it runs an app or how it compares in terms of raw performance to another device. That's not unusual, and I don't fault Apple for that, nor would I fault Google with the Pixels or Samsung with the Galaxy phones for that, because you're trying, and, and all of it is smoke and mirrors in the sense that until you do either head-to-head benchmarks or until you do real-life app testing, it's only that. It's only a benchmark that is provided by the manufacturer, but to say that the doesn't it doesn't matter that the iPad Pro has the kind of processor it does is to misunderstand how Apple positions the iPad Pro and how people actually use it in production environments. Yeah. If you do a lot of video editing, if you do a lot of games, et cetera, et cetera. But there, I, I think there's a similar point uh, to be made here as well. If if I get a cheap laptop, if I go and get the bargain basement two ninety nine Walmart special. It's going to run slow. It's going to take a minute and a half to load up Windows. It's going to take 15 seconds every time you ping up Word, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Those aren't advanced video editing applications. That's me trying to do a basic thing like go to a website or bring up my word processor. I have my iPhone 7 sitting over here, and obviously I don't use my iPhone every day, but I still haven't run across a situation running iOS 14 now where I'm like, oh my gosh, this phone is running so slow. I wish I had the newer model. This phone from four or five years ago is still serving me just fine. Yes, I'm not doing video editing and I'm not doing fancy stuff, but I, I think the divide is, is probably a lot less on mobile than it may be on computers. Maybe it's just the technology that's being used because you definitely notice a difference. I tell people on laptops to buy something that's $800 or more usually. Where no, phones. I agree with you. It's, it's like I say, the iPad Air 2 that I have, for especially yep. as a consumption machine, I love it. And I probably will have to give it up in a couple of years when I can't upgrade the operating system. But for now, when I pick it up, I don't go, oh, this slow old thing. I love that thing. And the reason that I got right. a newer one is because I had to test specific Apple features that didn't work on the older laptop, iPad. And it made me mad that I had to do that. <laughs> yeah. And that's my point is that with the longer life of iDevices on older versions and newer versions of iOS, the compelling need 
to put the go fast stripes out there. I don't know that it really sticks. I mean, it's great that it's there. It's, you know, numbers on a slide, but I don't know that the general number of people other than us on this podcast and those who listen really care. You know, if iPad is an iPad to them, it's McDonald's French fries. And I think that's what Apple has to do sometimes is market these things in the way that they do to make a Whopper or a Big Mac sound better than it is right now. And that's after a product after 10 years, I don't blame them. I'm not laying any blame on anything. What I am saying is I wouldn't worry too much about the numbers and I wouldn't worry too much about, am I getting FOMO? Am I missing out? If I get this iPad or if I get an older iPad, is there a killer feature that I'm completely missing? Chances are you're not running an app that would necessarily take advantage of all these things. Give Apple credit there. And, and we've done this before. My iPhone 7 is sitting here from 2016 because Apple is still feeding updates to it. If this were an Android phone from 2016, I would have swapped it out for something else by now because it wouldn't be getting updates. The fact that Apple is updating a 2015 iPhone 6S is really amazing considering how far we've come with phones. And I, you know, as much as I dog Apple, I always have to give them credit for that, for, you know, supporting really, really old hardware. And even the ones below that are still getting security fix updates. Yeah, I'm just not sure that telling me how powerful something is anymore is a selling point because I'm never utilizing all that power. It's great that it's there. I mean, it's like yeah. buying a Ferrari and I live on a road that never goes past 35 miles per hour. Looks great. I'm never going to top it out. So I mean, we're in this. Go ahead. I just gonna say, I, I mean, I think I've made my point about it, that it's perfectly legitimate to tout a new product in terms of other products. And I don't, I don't think that what they did in terms of numbers today was particularly egregious. In fact, I would say it was less abrasive or, or over the top than what they've done in the past. So I, I'm just going to stand pat for that on that. (laughs) So, (laughs) and you know, the debate is about Apple Silicon and what's going to happen when these new Macs come out. And so there's a little bit of groundwork being laid here for future presentations and it comes off way better than a Samsung event. I agree with everybody on that one. Well, uh, that's, that's an even <laughs> that's harder thing to talk about. And that's another show. So we got about 10 minutes left and I think we can do this because um, by the time this show comes out, iOS 14. So that's the one thing that is hitting uh, by the time you will hear this podcast, the new version of iOS. Um, the question is always, should you update? If you look at last year's experience, the, the answer might be, we'll hold up and wait a week or two. Um, I know you guys were talking a bit about low vision stuff, um, but you know, um, you know, I'm probably, well, I can't say I'm going to wait. I already have the, <laughs> I already have it on my phone. I just put it yeah, You already updated before the show, right? <laughs> but uh, where for, are we at for, with 14? For show purposes, you updated. Well, yeah, for show purposes, right. But uh for science, we're, as it were. I'm surprised that they are releasing it tomorrow, when, as, as we record this, the day after the Apple event. I'm really surprised because not only just sort of pattern, like what they often, and they, I know they're not doing phones, although I think last year they did this too, where they released the software before they released the new phones. Which They've is probably, typically done that by Which a few is probably days. a good thing, but I'm a little surprised it came so quickly, and also that the way they announced it was sort of this afterthought thing. Oh, yeah, remember iOS 14? We talked about that. That's coming out tomorrow. I guess they want the new iPads to have it. So I guess because I had in my brain that it was going to be an end-of-the-month kind of thing, it feels like it's a little too soon. I think there are bugs out there that people are aware of, it, and it's always a good idea, even if you're just going to wait 
a week or so if you can stand it. It's always a good idea to to wait a little while and whether you're reading Twitter or whether you're you know, following more reliable sources, uh, see see whether there's or AppleViz or somebody, see whether there's any scuttlebutt about you know major problems, especially accessibility related, because there are sometimes accessibility things that are unanticipated that will break your phone, and you do not want that to happen. Yeah, as we had with Apple Watch during one of the betas, yes. and uh, that's not going to happen here with a gold release. Knock on wood. Generally, those things don't happen, but there are little gotchas that can happen, as Scott has told us about with Braille and uh, things that are jumping from place to place. Uh, Alex Hall reporting in about uh, spatial audio and the uh, firmware on the iPod, uh, excuse me, the AirPods, too many pods, the AirPods, you know, for him, it was a little distracting. And it could be something like that, reading other people's views over at AppleVis or others, uh, just to get an idea of what you're in for. Don't have fear of missing out, FOMO. Don't have that. Other people are going to dive in that pool and it's going to be better to let other people swim around and tell you if the water's fine or how deep it is before you decide to jump in head first or toe first in a situation like that. This isn't the kind of upgrade that you're going to feel terrible if you miss out. There are some few, a few notable features and changes in the way things are done, but you're not going to be missing a particularly big boat unless app library is your dream and you need it then I would just wait. And for those of you who flick left and right on that, you're going to be really slow on that. You're still probably better off making folders that you know. I know there's some people who, if you aren't already using Spotlight Search to find an app or Siri to find a specific app, you don't know what folder you put it in anymore, then I I like that app library because you can kind of break it down a little bit. But if you're just generally a left to right flicker, It's a lot of flicks and you're actually not being as efficient as you could if you were just going ahead and making folders and stuff yourself. Widgets are interesting. I I think there are some things about widgets that are fascinating, but I also like the way that their team used to do notifications by swiping over to the left side. And I'm not, there's a lot of new features that I don't find myself gravitating towards because I was already kind of specific on how I put things on my phone and where I could find them. The one, the one that jumps out for, for blind people that I've heard some talk about, and it seems to be you know, hit or miss, but might be helpful in some situations, is more image recognition and voiceover. This is going to apply on some various app screens and also on the web where it will give image descriptions of things, kind of like what Chrome does in the web browser in Windows and beyond. So it's that's funny. definitely one thing. It's a Those super really, interesting really feature. Funny. It's a super interesting yeah. feature. I, and, and I feel, like I say, it's not that it's not interesting and that, well, let me say that a different way. It's not that <laughs> that feature isn't great. It's just that it's not going to kill you to wait a week. And I, I think that that feature also does n- is not supported on all of the phones. So if you have that iPhone 7, you're not going to be able to use it. The iPhone XR is about the oldest device that can use it because it's based on machine learning. And it actually is three features. It consists, it's image recognition, it's app recognition, and it's... Um, Oh, I forget what the third one is called, but it is cool. And when it works, it's really cool. But don't risk bricking your phone just to see, you know, how well it's working, especially, like I say, if you have a phone that is like on the edge of the system requirements. And yeah. voiceover itself is doing some things. So it like detects if there's text in a picture now, it gives you a new sound. That's the third I one. Had to That's the that third off. one. Image rec- right. text recognition. S- 
tech and and they're it's all under the voiceover actually... rubric and you can turn them off or turn them on if you wish and with the right. app recognition one you can be specific to apps that need it and i think that might help you with performance and battery a little bit it's very much like chrome their image recognition on things so on my 8 plus i'm on instacart and it tries to give you an idea of you know, if you flip over to say Pizza Hut, you know, it'll see a picture there and it'll say pizza. And that's kind of cool. Uh, and then Yay. if you flip over on Instacart <laughs> to to Food Lion, like I did the other day, and I flipped on pets, it said pets, broccoli. <laughs> and I wasn't really sure how pets and broccoli worked out, but I, I liked that it tried to figure out that the symbol that they had above the word pets was broccoli. So there's, there's some things that it gets, like baby, and there was a pacifier, and it told me it was a pacifier. That's helpful. And what's really good about this is that it's at the end of the speech chain. So you still get pets, button, broccoli. You know, it's at the very end. So if you're just flicking, you're trying to get to what you want, it's not going to get in the way. You're not going to get image descriptions in the front of the chain. That's really you know, good. Getting in your way. That's super helpful. Now, there is a, a, if it detects text in a picture, that was slowing me down because the noise that it was assigned to was kind of really in your ears. It was like very forward. Uh, and that was kind of bothering me because most of iOS's noises are kind of background noises, clicks, pops, nothing jumping. But this was a beep and the beep just felt out of place. So I had to go in and change it kind of like I, I, I couldn't take haptics last year. Um, so I had to turn those off. But what's really neat is that if you go into voiceover and you look at all these new alert sounds, there's a sample so you can hear it. Cause if you don't know what triggered that, you're just like, Oh, I hate that noise. I don't even know what sets this off. You can actually hear it and go, oh, that's the noise. Get rid of that. I don't want to hear that anymore. And you can individually knock that out. The customization that's come to voiceover in 14 is definitely fascinating. And I don't want to undermine 14 as an operating system. There's some amazing things there. What I want to go ahead and stretch this is, You've been listening to the show for a long time, 12, 13, and 14. Just give it some time. We've told you this before. We've said it on Twitter. Hang out. You're not losing any prizes. There's no multi-million dollar winner here. Mm -hmm. Just hang loose and let other people play with it and then go for it. Or hold on like, you know, Windows. Remember Windows used to wait for a service pack. Yeah, the ones that aren't going to wait are the ones that already have. They've already have it. Exactly. They've <laughs> already downloaded it while we're talking. So. I, I know. I know. But tell your families this. Go ahead and cut this part of the show out. Turn off automatic updates. Hey, Turn, I mean, I, I realize <laughs> I realize iOS 13 had 18 updates, which I, I love throwing that number out because it's just, I can't believe. Wow, wow, wow. But it's still, honestly, I don't know. We've had four or five times in this past year where an update broke something. So... If you are really relying on this thing for production, you need it to work, especially if you are a person that uses an iPhone and you don't have a computer to fall back on or another device to fall back on. That's where it is really important, I think. That's why I turn off automatic app updates and I turn off automatic uh, OS updates um, for iOS 14. But it's out. And if you have the 50 gig iCloud storage, go ahead and do that backup too iOS backups are really helpful. Uh, you might find that you want to go ahead and get rid of audible books, or if you have something that uses a lot, like even nearby Explorer that has like 1.8 gigs, if you've downloaded a bunch of maps. So you want to go into storage, take a look and see what's taking up the most of your storage. Cause you'll be able to back up your iDevice, uh, and even take up less memory on your old storage cloud. If you're going ahead and wiping out some of those things, I know some of you want to keep a hundred barred books on your you know, device at all times. I get you, but you can always go back to the cloud and download them again. 
especially if you're going to read them. So all of that will take up space and it will take up iCloud space. So you want to take a look for that. So, yeah, we'll be back uh, again next month with more Apple. Um, well, you know, we'll see how much time we spend on iOS. I'm going to I'm now try to push for an entire Google show because, you know, actually mentioning that, see, people, we already got callers coming in on that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phones. It's time to open up listener feedback. Hang up your phone. phone. Turn your phone down, call. Turn your radio down, caller. <laughs> Um, looking at uh, comments. Detroit, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> um, not a lot on the on the uh, listener feedback line. Uh, Steve opines that his series three watches 180 megs short, thanks to a uh, a Siri voice he can't <laughs> so uninstall. So yeah, you have to go. You know, sorry about that one. Yeah, so he has to uninstall the voice in order to no, make the can't. update work. No, but you can't really but do he that. Can't. So you have to factory yeah. reset. Yep. He's, yeah, it sounds like go back to the so, beginning. Go back to a reset of some kind. Just yeah, this happens a lot. Uh, stick your left foot in, stick your right foot out. Uh, shout out to Israel, who is also excited for the new iPad Air. Must have. Can't wait to get my hands on one. Alex, not so thrilled about the the Apple One bundle, but desperate for the Touch ID to come to the new iPhone. Yeah, I will definitely be interested to see if that happens. As far as you know, is Touch ID coming back in some form? And if, and if it doesn't, it's uh, it lives on the SC, and that will be available for ever and ever and ever. <laughs> Judging by the screen protectors that we sell on our website, SC twenty twenty seems to be one of the most popular, probably the most popular iPhone for people who are blind or visually impaired, or at least those that like getting the screen overlays. So that's that's a great metric. I love that. It is. I mean, it's a little tainted because I think. The screen protectors are used more by newer users or those that are a little right. less comfortable. I've never had one. I mean, <laughs> right. Your advanced users don't use them as much. So it's not the greatest metric, but you know, it's a metric. And hey, we could, we could make us tell a story with any stat we'd want if we want. <laughs> so we know that it's going to be next month, right? Is iPhone. Yeah. Shelly, have any guesses at what else we're going to get? Are we going to get an air tag? Are we going to get Apple TV, the next generation? The mat. The mat. AirTags seem like a reasonable bet. Like I say, if they hadn't done iPad Pro six months ago, I would have been betting on that. And I'm, I'm st- there's still an outside chance that they'll do a, like a refresh where they don't change the iPad Pro form factor in any way, but they just say, oh yeah, we put the A14. If there's an, the reason that they wouldn't do it. A press release day where they just drop out a line and go, oh yeah, these are new now and they're in the store. The reason they wouldn't do it is if there wasn't an A14Z, which has the GPU. So that would be my guess as to why they didn't do the iPad Pro with the fastest processor available because you got to have that GPU in there. But yeah, your iPhone, Air, I'd like to see the AirTags. I'd like to see the Touch ID on the iPhone. That'd be swell. Rumors of she a new uh, HomePod too. I was going to say a smaller HomePod was talked. Not that anyone's going to buy it, but I mean, <laughs> sure. But is it the sort of thing that when I'm asked to speculate, I'm going to think about? No, I don't have any HomePods. Smaller, smaller is Seems great. Like a Cheaper is thing. better. Maybe a stocking stuffer if it's in that price range, but it seems. Seems like a February thing. No new AirPods. I know there was all speculation about that. Uh, now we so got the spatial audio the and ears. the pros. So. This is why I'm excited yeah. for the, the Google event. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting flop. I realize that Pixel sales are nowhere near iPhone sales and they're not even anywhere near Samsung sales. But it's interesting that it gets reversed this year, that the Pixel will get come out before grew. the new iPad or iPhone. 
the Pixel 5 will come out. And there's a lot more at the Google event, so we may actually get a show out of it because there's going to be a new Google Home device, potentially, potentially a new TV dongle. New so, Chromecasty type thing. Yep. Yeah. Sounds exciting. That's, oh man, and if we thought we were having fun with iPad uh, in the different names, I can't wait to tackle Chromecast versus App, Android TV versus all the other doggone ways that... That will also be the dawning in which Joe may break up with Google because uh, Google Play Music is truly dying. Patrick will insert his bit here about how Joe should just let it go. But, you know, I've had a good run with Google Play Music for several years, and uh, I'm toying around with talking about that. But uh, it's really hard. It's really hard to let Google Play Music go. It was such a better interface and has, like, custom actions with iOS and stuff. And I'm just saying that YouTube music interface is horrible. Oh, there's a crunchy You asked noise. me about this. Mm, Hi, crunchy next. noise. Before we go, um, these are the Lay's Kettle New York Pizza Chips, which are now on GoPuff. Um, this is one of the flavors that you had, I believe, right? At your house. And Yes, I got three of the five. That is one of them. These are pretty good. So Alex Hall agreed with me. He said the secret ingredient was salt, as I said. That's every potato. That's every bag of potato chips. <laughs> yeah. Are they as good as Lay's but barbecue? The cheese no. sneaks up on you, right? Well, no. Yeah, I'm kind of trying but to see, compare the, them to the, the Doritos wasn't ones. Forward. Yeah, I, yeah. I, they may, they leave me longing for eat, eat more. Handful with your okay. They leave me longing for more, but that, but in a, in potato chips, that's a good thing, right? Because if you want more, that means you're going to reach back in the bag. I found the first mm, bite didn't more of them. didn't really convey pizza, but the more you ate it, the more you started. Hey, there's when the you cheese. lick your lips. Yes. Yeah. Mm. See, well, the more of them you eat now, so it kind of sort of works. But it didn't scream pizza to me. I've had like pizza Pringles and you know gauchos and other stuff. Those felt like they pizza. did not scream pizza. Well, no, they're not bad. They scream kind of like cheese bread. Yes, I agree. Burnt cheese bread. So they're over on GoPuff and other other random sites that you can get. There's there, but, uh, Street Taco. Figured, uh, there's Chili Rieno, which I think is a Walmart only flavor. Uh, there's a couple of other flavors that are out there. Lay's has actually got some others that if you had actually uh, tweeted at them, uh, they would send you things like Greek tzatziki and others, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, we're also hearing that most of the pumpkin pie flavors has started to roll out. I've seen pumpkin pie already in the glass jar kind of mocha drinks from, from Starbucks rolling out there. Uh, oh, forget that. I've already, there's those. pumpkin beer out already. Oh, okay. We well, there you go. Bell's yeah, has a pumpkin, pumpkin ale. Is, so. there, is there Bell's pumpkin ale? I don't know. what Bell's doesn't usually do one. Um, we have a local brewery that does a, a one at pumpkin ale or a couple of them that do. And but so they're, they're starting to float around. The pumpkin so, uh, Kit we'll, Kats uh, are out. Those we'll are we, we still have our food show. That's true. So much more. We still have. We got still got to do our. I think the, Shelly. I know we're going to book you twice in a, a short period of time because we still got to do our little food show. That's right. And by food, we mean cooking. Yeah. Because I my my cred in the potato chip space is quite <laughs> low. Well, I can make potato chips in my air fryer. What is what is the what is the movie snack of choice in in the household, dear? What what what, what we got? I don't really, I don't really snack when I watch movies. Uh, I will sometimes have a delicious adult beverage. My right. preferred snack generally, I like sesame sticks, just like 
Okay. None of this branded flavored weird crap. Why I no Hickory Farms had the best? Oh my god, the sesame sticks and the banana chips from Hickory Farms was so good. That is a reach back into the past because <laughs> I don't think they exist anymore. <laughs> online, anything can be found bulk. online. I <laughs> I just go by bulk at the H E B and you know <laughs> Oh, those are good too. Uh over at Central Grocery over there. Mm. Oh man, bringing back my Austin movies. Well. Uh, where could people find you, Shelly? I hear the sirens coming. I better be able to go. <laughs> yep. Right. And it's Central Market, but who's counting? Oh, what'd I say? Central Grocery. Oh, yes, I did. Okay, I'm I'm converting I'm converting all ATBs sure into New Orleans favorites. Sorry, I'm, I'm crossing the sure that absolutely show. no one cares. You're not retaking no, no, no. the, the I, I do. No, no, absolutely leave it. No, we're letting that roll. Those who okay. love a good what mafalata oh, understood oh, what that was. What are we doing? Asking Shelly where she can be caught? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. That <laughs> Go <part>. ahead. Ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did when you were correcting him. <laughs> oh. What else is That's new? true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can find me over at, uh, well, various places. Brisbane.net is the home of all the things I do. iOS Access Book, if you're interested in my iOS Access Book, which will is be updated for iOS 14 Yay. any minute now. And most importantly, for our purposes, Parallel, the podcast I do over oh. at Relay FM, relay.fm slash parallel. The latest episode, depending on when you guys yeah, release this, will feature some guy named JJ talking about Android 11 with some wonderful person called Flo Ion, who will also be talking about Android 11, because I like to get the Android band together at least Yay. once a year. It was a fun show. Enjoy. It's a it really short show because of Android 11. Oh, we'll talk about it on our own show at some point. It was too. a short show. We didn't fill the hour. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after I took out the bits where we had to retake things. But <laughs> <laughs> So along with a bunch of food things that we want to talk about, uh, Ricky has a bunch of cooking devices. Ricky also has a mantis. It's become an appendage. You can't get it away from her. She's very, very happy about the mantis. Uh, we also have, uh, hopefully Scott to come on and talk about the mantis. We'll try and work that out at some point. Uh, Alex Hall has agreed to come on and talk about computers and buying computers. And like JJ talked about, we have the Android show. Eventually we'll talk about the last of us. So there's a bunch of stuff that we have kind of lined up. It won't be nothing but wrap up shows, but it will feel like that because We've got another one of these things to do next month, everyone. You can find more about these things, especially some of the articles that appear in the show notes over at blindbargains.com by heading over and following me on Twitter, or at least just reading the Twitter feed. You don't have to seriously follow. That's okay. Because there's a lot of snark there. Ranger Station, all one word. Hey, and you know what? There were people talking about the Orbit Rider, Jay. They were talking about the Orbit Rider mm. from uh, AT Guys. Yes, we do sell that over at ATGuys.com. I feel bad. I'm eating chips while I'm trying to do a commercial. That's why I did a throw. <laughs> See how I did that? Does AT Guys sell chips of any kind? No, you do not sell chips, and there's no free chips if That's you... That's unfortunate. Uh, but you could connect your Orbit Rider. You can connect an Orbit Rider to an iPhone, Android, or Windows computer, or Mac, and then order some chips. So over to Lays.com. Yeah, ATGuys.com. Um, if you want to contact the show, it's uh, feedback at blindbargains.com. <laughs> You got that? Yeah, that. Feedback at Bar- yeah, or Twitter.com slash Blind Bargains. Um, send us what you think about apples and... Androids, apples. If you suck on the chips, you get a lot more extra cheesy. Which is mm-hmm. different than the mm. chips actually sucking. I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We, don't, we haven't had enough live demos of last words on the show. 
considering a polar pizza for Kyle for his 18th birthday. Yeah. So yeah. There you go. Uh, everyone, we we'll appreciate uh, your time and oh yeah, we have to do that again. Uh, another, another, uh, middle of season April full show. Uh, so if you got some ideas about things, send them on through feedback at blindbargains.com as Jay Munchley told you, we appreciate your time always to come in and listen to us talk about things. And it means a lot. Remember, there's a lot more information about what Apple announced. There is always about 100 or more links that I culminate together over at the show notes for episode 214, blindbargains.com, and head on over to the podcast section. Thanks, Patrick Perdue, as always, for um, dealing with us talking over each other a ton, even more Trains, than Trains, ships. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe stop. being wrong. My mouth watering. Yeah. Joe still being wrong. Shelly, <laughs> Shelly, Shelly making the attempt to telling me I'm wrong and me just plowing right past it. You know, none, none of that is ever yeah. happened before. That's what she makes the show. Well, she has to go edit that show that she just promoted. So I guess we should I do you know, th- this whole time warp thing is weird, isn't it? It's like that, you're hearing that show exists. It 100% exists. It's in your podcatcher right now. Right. Schrodinger's if you yes. were to listen, but, it, but if you were to listen to us as we were recording, the show does not exist. So it's a weird time. If warp, a listener it? doesn't hear a podcast, doesn't exist. <laughs> Exist. It's in the box. It has. I even emerged. gave it a title already. You did. What's ooh? Oh, then it I believe I called it Beta Scavenger Hunt, which was something that you said. Originally, oh. I was going to oh, say yes. Android turns up turns it up to eleven, and then I was like, no, I'm not the first one to have done that joke. No, I can't use that title. Yeah, that's no. I like your other one better. Yeah, this Thank show you. did it for right. uh, for Apple show. So yeah, we're we're not too far away from that. Yeah. <laughs> now for sure, she won't do it. <laughs> We'll see you all later. Have a good time, everybody. See you soon. This has been another Blind Bargains audio podcast. Visit blindbargains.com for the latest deals, news, and exclusive content. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without the express written permission of AT Guys. Copyright 2020. Now, it's time for a BBQ Fun Fact. In this episode of the BBCast... Shelly said the word apple 47 times. Apple, 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 Joe said it 33 times. Apple, 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 ap